smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hello and welcome to mint i am nasreen sultana i am an assistant editor at mint i keep a close track of all that is happening in the world of stock markets you are listening to all things markets where i speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets in the last monetary policy review the reserve bank of india left key interest rates unchanged as widely expected the monetary policy stance remains accommodative and the tone is explicitly dovish it is quite evident that growth remains the policy priority for the central bank The RBI has also reiterated its stance of keeping liquidity ample and borrowing costs low. The question is however, is this enough? In order to ensure a faster recovery, do we require more support from fiscal authorities? RBI has ensured that systemic liquidity condition will remain ample, but what about distribution? To discuss that I'm in conversation with Rupa Rege Nitsure group chief economist at L&T Financial Services. Hi Dr Rupa welcome to the show. Hi. Uh so first up I would like to uh know your comments on the RBI monetary policy review. Of course uh, the central government uh, that the central bank has kept its uh, the key interest rates intact but besides that on the commentary what do you think uh well uh, overall policy was in line with uh, street expectations as well as um, our own um, in-house expectations uh they had very limited choice and then second wave of covid has been very intense in terms of its uh, spread as well as mortality rates so naturally the focus of central bank has been on um, growth revival and uh, they have uh, kept aside um, inflationary uh, concerns for the time being so the whole commentary uh, i feel uh, you know reflects rbi's position that uh, whatever it takes it wants to do to support growth revival and that was very much in line with everybody's expectations right but do you, because rbi has made some changes with the gdp forecast and also on the inflation target do you think uh, this move is a bit worrisome for economists uh well uh, i was not expecting them to revise growth or inflation ta- uh, targets so soon uh, rather than targets the, the growth and inflation projections so soon uh, because uh, you know uh, the virus is still spreading and the countervailing measures from both the government and uh, reserve bank of india are still evolving and it takes some time uh, for the real economy to respond to those measures but as i say earlier uh, the second wave has been quite intense and lot of states uh, have imposed localized lockdowns restrictions which has impacted um, economic activity uh, very uh, severely and that is getting reflected in all basic high frequency indicators like um, you know e-way bills or your electricity consumption diesel consumption railway freight 
पोर्ट कार्गो सीमेंट डिस्पैचेस स्टील कंजम्पन सो एवरीवेर वी आर सीइंग अ सीवियर डिटेरिओरेशन सो फैक्टरिंग इन दिस डिटेरिओरेशन इन इकोनॉमिक इंडिकेटर्स इन द मंथ्स ऑफ अप्रैल एंड मे एंड आल्सो कंसीडरिंग द फ्यूचर uncertain economic growth trajectory i think uh, they have uh, uh, revised downwards their growth projection from 10.5% to 9.5% which is uh, by 100 bips uh, but uh, you know we may expect them to come out with more revisions in subsequent policies because as i said uh, the trajectory is still very uncertain on inflation front i uh, they have not revised their target but uh, uh, you know they have revised their expectations of inflation or projections of inflation very marginally their earlier uh, uh, inflation projection for the whole year was 5% and now they have uh, revised it upwards to 5.1% which is nothing and i feel personally that it is a gross underestimation uh, given the uh, pace at which uh you know global commodity prices are increasing and all these uh, restrictions and localized uh, lockdowns and have again given rise to um, a disruption of supply chains etc and we are seeing uh, price pressures uh, getting built up uh, across uh, various goods and services so i think uh, they there is a risk that they will revise it again uh, in subsequent policies Okay, so revise downwards, you mean, or upwards? Because they will uh, revise inflation upwards. Okay, because globally, uh, inflationary pressures are being felt, uh, especially if the commodity price is going high. Uh, so you think that uh, probably it is going to be increased. Uh, uh, but not overall, just that. Not just mm-hmm. that. That is, of course, as you rightly said, the major pressure because uh, at least two economies uh, of the world are uh, growing uh, at a faster pace. One is the U.S. and other is China, and that has improved demand optimism for global. Uh, uh, global commodities and hence there is an upturn in the global commodity prices and since india imports uh, almost 70% of its total oil requirements whenever there is an upsurge in global uh, oil prices it directly impacts indian inflation but more than that as i said earlier the localized lockdowns uh, again have given rise to disruption in supply chains and that may also exert upside pressure on uh, headline cpi numbers so uh, Uh, the, both these factors put together uh, will create uh, you know will uh, enhance the uh, cpi inflation trajectory hmm right what about your uh, gdp target for this quarter and uh, for this fiscal uh, wholly uh, has it been uh, revised after the second wave hit uh, major cities especially like uh, cities like maharashtra which contribute majorly to the gdp uh you mean my gdp projection uh, for the yes. uh, full year yes, yes yes but as i said earlier uh, nasim uh, this is too early to undertake any revisions because uh, india has a very high uh, proportion of unorganized sector and services sector and uh, you know maximum losses uh, have been incurred by these sectors because of uh, these localized restrictions etc and those economic 
losses are not correctly captured even by our official GDP numbers. And this is said, uh, you know, the Central Statistical Organization uh, clearly uh, says this whenever it comes out with a, with provisional estimates that our data collection efforts have suffered a lot because of the pandemic and these are very provisional. So I personally feel that the actual GDP loss will be much higher than 100 bips. Whatever we are seeing, uh, whatever Reserve Bank of India is expecting is also, uh, you know, uh, lesser than uh, what is going to be. But then we may not get uh, uh, real sense of the problem until um, these provisional estimates get revised. And that revision may not happen soon because, as I said earlier, our data collection efforts have suffered because of the pandemic. So I am also expecting, uh, you know, uh, more than 150 bips or 175 bips minimum uh, loss uh, to GDP estimates. Okay. So what about the liquidity system? Uh, li liquidity, uh, say RBI has made sure that there is enough liquidity in the system. Even in the uh, latest policy, it has made provisions for banks to give uh, give out loans to contact intensive sectors like airlines, salons, parlors. But there is a question or a concern about the distribution of liquidity. So what do you think, what would be the challenges as far as the distribution of li this liquidity goes? See, there are, uh, I don't think uh, there are challenges to distribution of liquidity, but there are challenges to demand for uh, 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 credit because, see, what happens, Reserve Bank's majors or any, for that matter, any central bank's majors are primarily to establish uh, financial stability. And this kind of liquidity creation is primarily undertaken so as to keep cost of borrowing uh, uh, within limits for both the government as well as the private sector because we know that government also has been financing its expenses by uh, taking recourse to market borrowings. So uh, RBI has been trying to support government market borrowings program as well as uh, they are trying to support the private sector. But just by creation of liquidity, you don't uh, create demand for credit. Unless uh, borrowers uh, start borrowing more and unless lenders start lending more, uh, they will not. Uh, this liquidity will not get translated into credit, which will fuel growth. Today, everybody uh, has uh, has been, um, you know, kind of postponing uh, their plans to spend, whether you and me as consumers or uh, entrepreneurs as um, investors or uh, uh, banks as lenders. You know, everybody is postponing uh, their plans because of economic uncertainty. And that's why we have seen even after such massive liquidity creation, uh, the demand for, you know, the actual credit growth, the non-food uh, bank credit growth is just 5 or 6%, which is very, very low. So uh, point is that, that liquidity, this liquidity creation will not uh, improve investment or consumption confidence. For that to improve, you know, we need measures uh, from government uh, through its fiscal policies. 
uh, not just from central government, but also from state governments through various sectoral measures. And Reserve Bank of India, I think in its uh, policy document, has given that message very uh, clearly. Okay. So what I've understood is you're saying that uh, despite uh, this uh, easy borrowing measures, probably it will not stir the consumer demand, which is expected uh, because uh, probably there is a kind of uh, people are holding back their uh, purchases or, or buying because of course the loss of income uh, because of the pandemic. So what according to you should be the, uh, the measures that, that should be coming from the from the government, either from RBI or from the finance ministry, which will kind of stir the consumption uh, demand quickly. Because I remember even in the bu budget this year, most of the uh, most of the measures were basically to create a cyclical demand. Uh, but then, of course, we had the second wave, uh, and that would not be immediate, like the capex uh, that the government had or, or the, the proposal for the CAPEX. So what, according to you, should be the immediate measures by the government? Uh, well, when I spoke about demand, I didn't mean only consumption demand. I also meant investment demand. That's right. why I said, uh, right. you know, yeah. So that is also equally crucial. So what I feel here, we require two kinds of responses from the government. Uh, you yourself mentioned about the push which government, uh, central government's union budget had given in the month of uh, February to the overall capex, which was very good because, uh, you know, spending on uh, roads or uh, infrastructure sectors uh, definitely uh, helps economic revival through uh, the accelerator and mu multiplier implications of that spending because uh, when in bad times you spend on steel and cement, uh, it has potential to um, improve the nation's GDP growth by um, 1.5%, which is quite massive. Uh, this is an empirical finding. So that push was good. So I feel that now again because of this uh, second wave, um, uh, you know, whether central government or state governments, uh, their focus has shifted to health sector. And uh, they have to spend a lot on um, uh, health infrastructure and vaccination and many other imperatives. So there is a fear that uh, that may adversely impact their spending on infrastructure projects or capex. No, that should not happen because uh, you see, um, going forward, even government's revenues uh, uh, depend a lot on. Um, job revival and growth revival because uh, tax revenues are directly linked uh, to overall economic activity. So government uh, should not postpone under any circumstances its proposed plans of capex, both the central as well as state governments. But for uh, demand stabilization, we know uh, that the uh, brunt of this pandemic is borne by uh, uh, poor people, uh, both in urban as well as rural areas, and um, also by small uh, businesses and micro and small businesses, etc. Uh, unlike the first wave of this pandemic, uh, that uh, this time the pandemic or the virus has spread to India's hinterland and rural areas, uh, which is a very worrisome factor. 
So I think government uh, as economic stabilization measure or as you rightly described, demand stabilization measure uh, should undertake uh, direct cash transfers, create uh, more jobs uh, through MG Narega, provide support uh, to farmers to through uh, PM Kisan uh, kind of uh, schemes and also help them by reducing, say, taxes on fuels, GST, etc. That will help uh, both rural and urban poor and rural and urban micro and small businesses. So I think uh, majors have to be along two uh, lines. One, the demand stabilization major, uh, which will focus on providing direct income support to uh, poor people as well as uh, small companies and the other major capex uh, majors uh, which will uh, kind of uh, give support to infrastructure projects or big projects and uh, that is how uh, you know the process of growth will commence in the economy so lastly uh, dr rupa what what are your views on the uh, on the gsap uh, 2.0 that was introduced and uh, on the on the rbs borrowing program uh, the government's borrowing program has been massive and uh, that's why there is a lot of apprehension amongst the fixed income traders as to, uh, you know, uh, what kind of liquidity creation uh, Reserve Bank will undertake to support uh, such large size market borrowings. So already uh, they had GSAP 1, um, uh, this government, um, uh, you know, securities acquisition program. Uh, and uh, in, under that GSAP one also, they have now said that the remaining, uh, you know, uh, the uh, uh, remaining portion they will uh, spend on 17th of June, and then they have um, again uh, 400 billion, I think, and again they have come out with uh, GSAP two, which is uh, for the second quarter, and that is quite massive of uh, 1.2 lakh crore, so it is sizable. So uh, definitely it has, uh, you know, uh, helped uh, protect the sentiment uh, of uh, government securities traders and uh, Reserve Bank by announcing that uh, well ahead of time has uh, kind of uh, tried to support the market sentiment. But as I said earlier, uh, markets also respond to underlying fundamental factors. So while, um, uh, you know, GSAP 1 and GSAP 2 will uh, help uh, uh, control spikes in government security yields or uh, corporate bond yields, uh, markets will still be uh, nervous about the fact that uh, inflationary pressures are rising, inflation expectations are rising. Uh, Globally, uh, there is a possibility that Federal Reserve may undertake taper because the U.S. economy uh, has been on track and uh, growing at a decent rate. And there is also, uh, you know, uh, a fear of uh, global commodity price inflation. So all these factors will continue to weigh on market sentiments. So despite this kind of liquidity creation, uh, you know, uh, we may not see any significant fall uh, in bond yields. They will not rise much, but they will not fall also much. So they will remain uh, range bound. That is what I feel. 
Okay. On that note, Dr. Rupa, it was a lovely conversation and thanks a lot for giving your time and have a safe health. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. For feedback, you can write to me at nasreen.s at lifemint.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at Nasreen Story. You can also reach out to us at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.